0: Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now, and if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some Meat Eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls, and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls are diaphragms. I like them because it gives you hand-free calling, meaning when you're working a bird up close. You can have your gun on your knee, finger on the trigger, ready to roll, and still be making turkey sounds. I like pot calls I just like pot calls. I enjoy calling with a pot call. Whatever direction you go, including a box call, which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand one of my main turkey hunting buddies. He loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like him. I just have Yanni use his. Then I'll have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today. Hey, what's up? I'm
1: Tyler.
2: I'm KC. I'm Anthony. And I'm Sean.
3: And you're listening to... The Element Podcast.
1: Perfect. Baby!
2: (laughs) What is happening, Woods people? We are crossing rivers and state lines all over the Midwest right now. There's a Patriot riding just so elegantly down the road right next to us on a Harley-Davidson.
1: Is that a religion, Um, patriotism?
2: It is. (laughs) Actually, it's a false religion, to be frank. (laughs) But um, either way, we've got uh, quite a few guests hanging out with us today. I'm here. Your uh, co-host, KC. Tyler's here. And then we've got, uh, let's see, guest, four-time guest of the Element Podcast, Anthony Warren. Right? Four times? Reigning champions. This this is four. First-time guest, uh, Sean, not being O'Brien, the <laughs> base of all bases back here in the back. Sean, what's happening, brother? Oh, just out here doing some scouting. Oh, are you in the in the bar ditch?
4: <laughs> we are Dude, looking in the we, median. we've been looking for median bucks all day long. That's a new um, hashtag there, median not, Medium bucks. bucks. Oh, I like it.
2: Large median bucks instead yep. of mediums. Oh, that would be good.
1: Dude, median <laughs> would be like an average, right? It, or like uh, that's, that's the, the middle. Well, actually, the mode is the average. Mode's the average. Mm-hmm. Median is like the middle. The middle. That's so, why it's no, median. that's the kind of bucks I'm looking for. I think for. it goes mean, median mode. Mean is the mean average. Is the average. Yeah, so mean, mean is the most. most. Yeah. most. Yeah. the most. Mean is the middle. Of, most quantified. So like most as in not like the highest number, but the most of that number, right? Yes, or the most exactly. of that particular. The, the most
2: frequent number. So like say... The mode of eight points would be. I'm sorry. the mo- the mode of whitetail would be eight points. Yeah. Because there's probably the most eight points killed of anything. Maybe box. Yep. I don't know. But yep. the mean would be like a seven point two point.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and the median.
2: The median would probably be like. Hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Eight. Four point eight.
1: Four point eight. Who knows?
2: But. The mode is always going to be like a, a round number. Anyways, enough arithmetic for the day, sir. Um, right now we are uh, – we just crossed the giant of giant rivers, the Ohio, uh, which we figured out has a mean depth of 24 feet. <laughs> and the width was like a quarter mile. I think it was giant. And when you cross the Ohio out of Kentucky, that means you're headed to Illinois, mm. home with the fighting Illini. Yep. Um and homo and some the, Hawkeyes, giant bucks. Right? the Hawkeyes, no, that's Iowa. That's Iowa. Sorry, oh, Iowa. I'm staying. You're gonna have some mad man. I can't get Iowa out of you. my this mind. Is, uh, this is this is the Iowa. land of Lincoln, land of Lincoln. Right.
1: Lincoln. It is. Yeah, yep. yeah. I this saw is... a
2: log house full ago. That makes sense.
1: Yep. Lincoln logs. And this is you can't tell lies here. Ch- Tyler saw
2: a... a cherry tree that was not chopped down. Yep,
1: it's an um, honest place to be. That's right. You cannot. We cannot fool you with where we're going to be doing this map scout challenge. Pretty
2: able to do it too. Very much Abe. So, anyways, we're headed up to. Shawnee National Forest, and we're going to do some whitetail scouting for the map scout challenge stuff. We've actually been, uh, for the last uh, pretty much day, 24 hours or so, we've been working on um, land between the lakes in both Tennessee and Kentucky. Uh, you know, it's a new place for Tyler and I, but uh, it's kind of like y'all's home hunting ground, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've been
3: out here since last September, so I mean, I, I spent a good amount of time um, it's the one place I was not able to fill a buck tag Ooh, last year,
2: but one of like five, 40. right? So, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was like 45. <laughs> Anthony's got mounts like all over the country he can't go get because of military uh, travel restrictions. So, yeah. there's just deer heads hanging in every state. Who's to Anthony.
1: <laughs> chopping ain't stopping, baby. No, chopping <laughs> ain't stopping. <laughs> I, oh
2: uh, man, but it's a cool
3: spot, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um, kind of growing up around uh you know where we're all originally from that northeast texas um, region of the state um we don't you know i never got to see anything like this um until i I really moved out of the state um you know i lived in missouri for a little bit kind of near the ozarks and and you got like a good amount of hills and, and some good terrain and stuff but as far as um like the topography lays out here. It is just so much different than, than really anywhere else I've ever seen. So just yeah. awesome, you know, just an awesome place with great habitat. Dude, there's a bunch of deer.
2: Yeah. We've been driving around and seeing deer and turkeys all the time. Really high deer densities here. Yeah. Um, big bucks. Uh, there might be, might be, there might We're be. We're going to see, we put some yeah.
3: cameras out on some pretty good stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of, uh, trail cam stuff going on last year here yeah. because I got, got in so late and, uh, But, you know, I actually, I had an opportunity that had I been 30 yards closer, I probably could have killed, you know, a mid-130s to low-140s, you know, 10-point. That's a big deer, sir. Yeah, yeah, and and no doubt. But word on the street is that there are some big deer killed um on certain parts of uh lbl so how many isn't it like 60,000 acres no mm. sir mm. bigger than that? Like 177,000 170. oh, just
2: been looking at
1: like the tennessee portion or something like yeah. that yeah yeah
3: 177,000 acres golly man
1: yeah
2: and uh
1: we're heading to a bigger property though yeah if you can imagine that is shawnee bigger shawnee's than that? 289 yeah. oh my goodness yeah. yeah. That's we just like figured more that than, out than we have in line. Texas. That's more acreage than we have in Texas, period. Even
2: though people tell you it's <laughs> 1.1 million, that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Okay? They're trying to make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> they
1: said they think core land is all open, right? Yeah.
2: They think that, <clears throat> like, uh, bodies of water counts as acreage of public land. It does not, <laughs> sir. It yeah. does not. But uh, Not for deer, at least. No. Not for deer. Um, so, you've hunted out there for a season, uh, yeah right? yeah. And Sean have you You've hunted out there or not
4: No I didn't um, I've been out here for about a year and a half Yeah um, But I never actually got out there Until this summer Anthony and I Started uh, doing some scouting Hung some cameras uh, Prior to you guys coming up here
2: Wait, there's hammer- cameras in the woods right now that we don't know about? Uh, yes sir. Where at? On LBL? It's top secret. Top secret. Oh my
1: goodness. That's military top secret. Yeah. Dude, too. For it's real. not just like friend top Wait, secret. Wait, y'all
2: tell me your name and
3: rank. Uh, so this is uh this is Anthony. I'm I'm a staff sergeant in the uh,
4: US Army. Sean, I'm also a staff sergeant in the U.S. Army. Staff
2: sergeant. So that that means y'all are officers, or is that not an officer?
4: Non-commissioned officers. Non-commissioned
3: officers. What does that mean? So there are commissioned officers who are commissioned by the president of the United States, um, who are given authority um, to give direct orders, um, and they have basically, you know, special. I don't don't want to call them powers, but they just have special authority. Special powers? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
2: They (laughs) they have wands? Yeah.
3: Special authority (laughs) dictated down to them. Um, And uh, non-commissioned officers, uh, they basically train troops, um, you know, manage the troops. Officers do the planning. um, And then kind of really in our position, you know, we're uh, in a squad leader slash platoon sergeant position most of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're in charge of between, you know, 8 to 30 guys, really just depending on what your duty position
2: is um, and uh, yeah so we just manage personnel so y'all and, uh, have conduct training. similar jobs with different guys or y'all kind of work with the same guys on different shifts or something like that yeah I mean uh, so Sean, uh, he can
3: talk more about it but he's getting ready to uh, head to drill sergeant school here soon um, and so I came back to replace him as the uh, rear detachment commander uh, really for the unit which Rear kind of,
2: detachment. We talked about that yesterday. It sounds yeah. like going to the bathroom, but it's not. Yeah. It's, what does that mean?
3: Yeah. So uh, when you have a unit that's deployed, there's usually somebody that that stays back home, and ah, gotcha. uh, those people that are back home are are the rear detachment. The people that are deployed are the forward unit. So we are just an att- uh, an attachment to the unit, but we're in the rear with the gear.
2: Ooh, in the rear with the gear. Is yep. that the way y'all? T- yeah. There's a lot of acronyms, right? What was that one y'all told <laughs> us this morning? it was like a baffle baffle oh, yeah. what does that mean
3: bluff
4: <laughs> bluff oh bluff oh well, there's a couple we <laughs> mentioned there's bluff and baffle some some are more made up and some are more official oh <laughs> yeah
2: so bluff is or baffles made up
4: yeah
3: baffle is is a made up who but, makes uh, it up uh our commander, I think,
1: made yeah, uh, kind that, of came up came with Oh, the so commander. that's local. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's, that's the little, local acronym. That's
2: why we, you know, you come for the local knowledge, you know. That's like yeah. why you get the local guys. That's why cool. you got to
1: eat at local restaurants. Yeah. yeah. Best food.
2: So uh, you actually were on the, uh, what would you call it? Not front lines, but face. What's the what's the not rear deployment? What's the? Oh,
3: I, the forward. Forward. Yeah. Uh, the, just the, the, forward the forward unit. The forward. Yeah. Okay. So forward unit. You, you were doing that down at the border, right? yeah um i was down there for a couple months yeah um, and did some hunting there too
2: i did yeah so do you um, seek out hunting opportunities or are they is it just like part of being outdoorsman it's just it never leaves Comes my mind. to you yeah. yeah
3: it's it's like i knew as soon as i went down there like really i just kind of got lucky but i was like man i'm i'm gonna try and find me a place to hunt because i knew by the time i was getting down there in december i was like i know that these bucks are rutting right now so yeah um just really kind of got lucky and had a, a really gracious uh, landowner who um, let me and another buddy uh, come out, and uh, we were both able to harvest uh, bucks off that place. That's so, cool. Yeah, really
1: cool. Yeah. So, killed sh- bucks in three states last year? Four states. Right? Uh,
3: Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, and Texas.
1: Mm.
2: Golly.
1: Three Nebra- of them Nebraska on public counts? land. Two on public land, right? Oh, Nebraska counts.
2: <laughs> hey, we felt Nebraska <laughs> no. last night.
1: it. Yep. yep. That was cool. The old it velvet, was. The old velvet bug. I, I ne- kept my hands away. Did you didn't touch it? No. I've touched it before. Okay. That's why I didn't need to touch it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't want if, to wash my hands You pulled it bed. straight
2: out of the freezer and it still felt warm. <laughs> velvet is cool, man. Yeah. 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 It's a cool thing. So, Sean, you kind of come from a different part of the country than the other three of us, right?
4: I do. Uh, I'm coming from Florida. So, coming up here... Um, definitely was different. I was stationed in South Georgia before this. so. Oh, you went I, from
2: hot to hot. Yeah, I just
4: I just stay hot, really. Yeah. Um, I just come from uh, swamps and, and pine flats. That's all I know. Mm. Yeah. So coming up here, um, you know, people probably call these small hills, and I'm like, oh, it's a mountain over there. Yeah, and That's how we are too, Same. man. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
2: Especially in Nashville. Those are for sure mountains. Yeah, definitely mountains. <laughs> yeah. like definitely mountains. Yeah. So – was whitetail hunting something that you've done your whole life, being from that part of the country, or is that something you kind of got into later?
4: So I didn't, I didn't grow up hunting. Uh, my parents didn't hunt. Um, kind of got into it with a couple of buddies later in high school. Um, I didn't kill my first deer until I was 18. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, after I graduated, that, that hunting season after I graduated high school, uh, shot a doe with my bow. And uh, that was the first deer I killed. And then dang, went straight to the bow. Dang. After that, what um, kind of bow was it? Uh, it was a PSE. That's what I killed my dude, first deer. That's what I killed two. my first deer with. <laughs> it, yeah. How, what was it? A PSE Rally, I think. Nice. It a, and it it was a 2012. You know, so oh, I so thought it was fancy. But, yeah. And uh, but I mean, it was lower end, obviously. But uh, hey, I mean, I still killed a dude, deer. People with it, killed so. <laughs>
2: deer with sticks and strings, man. No like, doubt. I mean, ain't no worries there. Yeah, so, I mean, if you take your finger and kind of limp it a little bit, your left hand, your your index finger, and put it right in front of you. Like, imagine it's just relaxed. It's kind of hanging down. That looks like Florida. Everybody do that right now. (laughs) You never done this before? That's for sure Florida right there. panhandle and all. Sean, would you be from, like, the middle of my first knuckle, the middle of my smaller knuckle? Is that where you're from?
4: Yeah, probably around that first joint to the the middle. Yeah? To the middle portion, I'd say. Okay,
2: gotcha. So, like, that little inch finger right there, yeah. We'll, the middle we'll of call that. It that, thereabouts. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yours is like an inch and a quarter. You're a big yeah. guy. Um, <laughs> look, speaking of mountains, look at that thing up in front of us right there. Yeah, that's one. Um, so that is a part of the country that like is a touch flyover. People talk about this, these being the flyover states, but like you're not Miami, you're not Key West, you're not Tampa, really, right? So what goes on down there?
4: Yeah, I was about. I was about. Um, an hour or so from tampa yeah right there on the gulf so i wouldn't say it's not it's not rural Um, oh it's not rural if you had if you had a little bit north or or further east you start getting rural but right there on the gulf coast um i mean we had a canal in our backyard that led out to the gulf so Mm. i was right there on the water that's cool
1: so Um, like snook and stuff were in that
4: yeah yeah i did a lot more fishing growing up Snook, redfish, trout, and then uh, killer, killer largemouth fishing down Mm -hmm. there too. That spent a lot of time. Have you caught
2: a peacock bass?
4: No, I've never ventured uh, down south towards Miami or anything like that. I've got a couple buddies that made a few trips down there. I was never able to get down
1: there. I want to do that. The flights are cheap sometimes down there, man. I was like, I was looking at them a while back. I was like, I want to catch one of them butterfly peacocks.
2: That would be cool. It
1: would be cool. Do some ditch fishing, you know that's what they say you can do i don't know yeah they they catch them in little ditches little canals running on the side of the road and yeah yeah it'd be yeah. awesome what about when you shot your
4: first deer was it in that same area no so i was right right up on the bend of um florida in Perry. it's a i'd say popular hunting area that's like uh, corn country state. up there right no no is it not it's just more pine trees oh okay um,
2: <laughs> well, I, so I've got a buddy, he's been on the podcast for Brennan Rhodes, and he was a tractor mechanic for a long time. And He would go to schools in Florida because there'd be so much corn, like in North Florida, that people would harvest and stuff. I don't, That's I what can't he said. even
4: say I've, I've ever seen a cornfield in Florida. Really? I really don't think I have,
2: dude. Brennan's full of bull. Some, somebody <laughs> right. might,
4: somebody might, we all knew that already. here, comment on here saying I'm a liar. Yeah. I don't know. No, but he I don't is, think- I
2: guarantee you. <laughs> Yeah, but so you killed a deer in that pine stuff? Yep, yeah, it was actually
4: um, one of my buddies. His grandpa has some land out there, so it was on it was on some private land. Yeah, and then
1: uh, which after is the fine. Land, yeah, we got no yep. qualms. We uh, killed deer on private land. So hey, so
2: on that note, like, why did you feel like you needed to tell us that it was on private land? I'm not criticizing you at all. I just kind of want to know. Um, I don't know. Probably not much public.
4: Out there? No, yeah. there there really is, but I think it, it was when I was just getting started. I think yeah. a lot of guys don't know about all the access that mm-hmm. there is to public land. Yeah. Um, at that time, I i don't think I knew what a WMA was. Gotcha. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, the
2: the reason I ask is because there's like this new, newfound thing, and maybe we even con- contribute to it some, like that it's cool to kill a deer on public, but it's really not any cooler than killing one on private. It's just. A place to do it you it's know, only or,
1: cooler if the experience like if you're out in the middle of the land of the lake or land between the lakes and you're like man this is beautiful country yeah. you know what I mean like cool is
2: relative it's cool to you yeah, but that doesn't make it,
1: it... yeah exactly it's not yeah. necessarily that uh, it's any cooler necessarily but it's just like if you enjoy that country as opposed to hunting the cattle pasture where we live then you might think that that's cool <laughs> you know or I like,
2: definitely think it's cool to hunt land between the lakes <laughs> over our cattle
1: pastures
3: for sure for, for me like just kind of looking at the whole public-private thing, like, one, I just don't have enough time to really go out and procure and, like, knock on doors and, yeah. and uh, you know, like, look for really great private spots whenever I can go out and find, like, pretty decent public spots. And that's yeah.
1: the, that's exactly the way I feel. It's like the the effort, and when I moved back to northeast Texas from Dallas where I lived for five years or whatever, like the effort, it took me two years of calling and knocking and all kinds of stuff um, to get to the point where I was like, I literally have not, I have not procured one p- uh, permission. You know what I mean? It's like, this is miserable. The thing is, yeah, I could work really hard on getting these permissions and possibly get a few, or I could work really hard on public knowing that I have permission to go in there every year, and pretty much, and, and I can, you know, learn stuff about a place as opposed to getting kicked off in two or three years cuz somebody's nephew wants to hunt on private or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, it's like the, the 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 solidity of having like that uh that knowledge that you're going to be hunting there every year is a really nice thing, man. Like Yeah, for uh, sure. That's I'm in the same boat, man. Like it's like we're well, going to work hard either way. It's kind of nice to know that you're going to be hunting a spot uh, that's going to be open to you, you know. Yeah. yeah. I feel the same way, man.
2: Yeah, so Y'all are both military dudes, and appreciate the service, for sure. Thank y'all very much for that. I also appreciate showing us around and letting us hang out and kind of learn the ropes of the LBL, Illinois, and all these secret places that you've shown us. Mm -hmm. But um, Mm. on that note, um, the military kind of sends you around a lot, and you end up being in different places a lot and kind of having a somewhat unsure schedule. I mean, is that fair to say?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, so...
2: Um, do you feel like this is a broad question, but do you feel like being in the military has enhanced your experience as a hunter or inhibited your experience as a hunter? Whoever, um, whoever has something, go first. Yeah, <laughs>
3: I think experience varies. Um, really, um, for me, I, I know Sean's you know been active duty uh for you know five, six years or something like that. Um, and you know, I've been. In the military for quite a while, but this is my, you know, my first full year of like being active duty, like stationed somewhere at a base, you know, and uh, and yeah, I mean, you your schedule is definitely out of your hands a lot more than uh, than it has been in the past for me personally, um, and uh, I don't know, I've I've always been like a big time studier of, of the map. Yeah. And um and I feel like it lends itself to uh to help, you know, um to help me be successful. Um, you know,
4: so I, I don't know.
3: I, what do you what do you think, Sean? What are, what are so your thoughts? So
4: my experience uh I'd say it's definitely made it more difficult. Um, you know, like I said I didn't grow up hunting. um I started uh, um I'd say I probably started when I was 16 or 17. Um, you know, kill killed my first deer. I, I still didn't really know what I was doing. Um and then but I, I definitely became hooked at that point. And then probably six months after that, uh I headed off to basic training and my first duty station was Germany. So mm-hmm. Oh, so you've been overseas? I, I was stationed in Germany for three years. <clears throat> Uh, I don't think I shot my bow once while I was mm. there. Mm-hmm. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? I, uh, no, <laughs> just a little bit, enough to get by. Yeah. Really, just ask if they speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Sprechen Sie Englisch? Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, if if you give them that effort, they usually appreciate that. Oh, in, uh, that's nice. At least sh- they know you're trying. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So I spent three years in Germany, and I did it. I didn't hunt at all. So when i finally came back that's when i uh, moved to georgia and it was kind of like starting fresh uh, except this time i kind of i kind of knew what public land was at this point Mm -hmm. and i just i started diving in um one of my buddies i was stationed down there with he's from iowa
0: he kind of
4: started guiding me a little bit yeah and we were just hunting public land out there and that kind of
2: set me on my way. That's cool. So, <laughs> did you so you kind of got hooked on hunting and then left for 3 years and couldn't even do it at all. Yep. Did you exactly. think about it a lot while you were like doing that or was it like out of sight out of mind?
4: Um, I definitely thought about it um i would have been trying to hunt those like robots so, oh over yeah out there. so germany <laughs> there's like no hunting land out there in germany is Oh, it? there's germany, a lot of farmland in some places is there? yeah there's no there's no public land in germany i'm pretty sure yeah it's all private land so you have to find a landowner that will give you permission and then you have to pay you know trophy fees to that landowner as well as to like the country i believe <clears throat> um bow hunting is illegal in germany they say it's unethical so you can only you can only gun hunt yeah but in order to get a a firearm over there you have to go to like a three month long training
2: even though you're toting a firearm for a living
1: every day
4: (laughs) you have to go to like a three month long training and then (laughs) somehow i don't i i didn't really look into it after i kind of started to get deterred after that point and there yeah. was actually an archery shop in town uh, I think it was a, a soldier He retired and stayed there Opened an archery shop And they would run trips to Hungary mm-hmm. uh, Some other place, Scotland I think Go, I'm, I'm um, hungry right now actually Dude, that's <laughs> funny
2: Because you can tell that you're from the South and American because you just call it hungry. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure everybody, like, at the Olympics is hungry, hungry. you know. But it's hungry. <laughs> that's but cool. They, they would
4: organize, you know, uh, roe deer trips yeah. and mm-hmm. red deer. But cool. at that oh. time, I, I just couldn't afford it, really. Yeah. and
2: I love that you I call them young, red deer, too, look, because uh, that's what they are. And... You know, I worked with the exotics a little bit in the past, and everybody likes to call them red stags. Steve, oh, it's just like calling every wild hog a boar. Right? <laughs> it's not a wild boar; it's a wild sow, too. Okay, you know, it's not a red stag; you, you it's mean a red a, deer. A Russian boar? Yeah, a Russian boar. I mean, you all have those up here, right? And how Russians. many syllables
1: in the wor- <laughs> <Is this a> <laughs> syllable? <laughs> How many syllables are in the
2: word boar? I don't know, Bo- man. <laughs> it depends where you're from. Wild boar, wild boars out there. Yeah. So. um when did y'all both end up in Missouri about the same time? Or have you been here a while?
1: Tennessee is I mean, where they're yeah, actually at. Yeah,
2: sorry,
4: Tennessee. Yeah. Well,
1: Kentucky sometimes too, right? Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um so I've been here since November of twenty eighteen. November twenty eighteen. Yeah, so I got here roughly uh what like ten months later, eleven yeah, ten months later. Yeah, And you're leaving out pretty soon, right? Yeah, I'll be leaving probably September of uh this year 2020 gotcha and you're going back to georgia same place uh no so i I was stationed in southeast georgia over in the coastal region uh now i'm going to be over in west central i'd say georgia right on the alabama border
1: how close is that to atlanta i want to say about an hour and a half yeah just enough to be out of the traffic a little bit yeah yeah
2: so that's like pretty close to good fly fishing
1: country. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking, man. Yeah,
2: yeah. You see, you're like going to be pretty close to like the eastern entrance to the Smokies and stuff, right? In mm, that the case, yeah, kind probably of probably a few closer hours closer than us. Yeah, yeah. yeah much. Closer. <laughs>
1: um, so, have you ever been to the Atlanta Aquarium? No, but it's I've heard the it's pretty best, sweet, dude. It is the best thing ever, man. My
4: my wife's been there and she said it's pretty awesome. So they,
1: they have whale sharks, man. That's like pretty they sweet. have a tank that'll hold six whale sharks. That's how. has gotta be is, a man. big tank. It's huge. You can, <laughs> the literally the whale sharks can swim to the other side of it. You can't see them. When does wow. it
2: stop becoming a tank?
1: Yeah, it's just like, a, like just lake. a lake. lake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is In- it is amazing. Lake.
2: An enclosure.
1: It, it's a place to go, man, yeah. for sure. Um, so. What's what's that river K C that we were um Chattahoochee. No. Oh what? Is it not? Well, yes, you're right. But there's a, there's another ru- river that uh is like it exits from the Chattahoochee or or maybe it feeds into the Chattahoochee, goes to the Gulf or something like that. I can't remember. And it's a it's a, like a clear water, a little more clear water than some of that Chattahoochee stuff that comes through like Atlanta and stuff. I can't remember. I thought you might remember, but um there's some dude, Georgia has some pretty legit rivers when you talk about like they've got clear clear water for trout, but then they've got like a couple of bass species, which this is something I'm interested in is catching different bass species. Uh, Florida and Georgia have a bass called the Suwannee bass and I'm not sure that my dad and I haven't caught them before. I've looked at the range and the range doesn't quite get to where we were fishing. And I can't remember the name of the, the river, but it was in northern Georgia. Uh, but these bass look just like the Suwannee, but they're like so cool. They're like um, they're dark like a smallie, but they're they got like these blue tips on their fins and stuff like that, man. They are that's cool. They're awesome. But Georgia's a cool place, and it's yeah. a at the same time a very hot place too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, pretty much anywhere uh, where we're gonna be is gonna be hot. Yeah. If any of us, it's not
1: you know yeah i don't are you, know are
2: there any army bases further north that you can oh, could, in oh the, yeah <laughs> alaska
1: you got Fort uh, drum in fort new york oh, um, so
2: fort
3: carson the... in colorado yeah
2: oh fort carson oh yeah. that would be cool wait that's where is that where greg was
3: yeah greg yeah, godfrey he, he was there for a little bit I'd, yeah yeah um and then he was also at uh i think he was at fort stewart and, and i think you were there too right
1: sean
4: yeah fort stewart's where i was at in uh coastal georgia Catch gotcha you. Yeah. yeah yeah did you hunt there I did. Um, that was that was the the land I kind of got got into it on, and um, it was
1: tough. It was yeah, I imagine. Have
2: you ever heard of a Blackbeard Whitetail? Is that what they're called? I a,
1: think you're right. A Blackbeard Whitetail. Yes. White tail. The kind of like the pirate. They're from the Black oh, Blackbeard Island. Yeah, right they're
3: they're on the island. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, like, I've there's this those. like
2: island that has a. Quotes Subspecies of whitetail They do look different They got like Really kind of black faces And Lindsay stuff Lindsay Thomas
1: know? told us About yeah. this
2: And you can go out there And hunt those things And uh, it's like They're tiny The tropics Yeah I mean It's it's cool But Think about killing a whitetail Called a blackbeard whitetail You have to uh, really cool.
1: ferry out there Don't you Or think, something and like I think that you,
2: I think you have to draw too Yeah Yeah I'd imagine it's a draw Dude It'd be cool to do
4: for Yeah, sure. that would be a neat You're thing. You're going to
1: kill the tiniest deer, though. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's all it's not, right, a, man. It's not a trophy <laughs> hunt in that manner. Yeah. Yeah, the but a neat thing, man. So they've got some of those draw hunts down there in
4: Florida on some islands, too. Uh, I know a guy, he went out there, um, I can't think of the name of the island, to hunt sambar deer.
1: Oh, yeah. We've well, got some of those down in Texas. Yeah, those are draw hunts, too. Yeah. Real hard
2: to get on. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. But same thing, you've got a ferry out there, uh, real strict regulations. But Sounds cool. it would be something cool.
1: Oh, something different. You need to go kill a key, key deer.
2: I don't think you can. <laughs> pretty Is that was, also, yeah, the that that jezers are definitely protected.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and uh, except for the pythons, they can eat them all. all yeah, they can want. have like, them for candy. real. Okay, a Floridian.
1: <laughs> Here we go. We hear all this
2: hype <laughs> about the python thing, right? Or boa constrictors, or whatever they are over there. Is it really a problem? Like, so that that's further south for me. Yeah,
4: um, where. I've never seen one out in the wild or anything like that, yeah. but I—I I mean, I've seen videos of of guys trapping them and and hunting them. They—they yeah. they have a season for them, I believe now. Um, oh,
1: now they're making some oh, value, they're regulating them, they're putting a value on them.
4: Mm. Well, it's good. I, those I non-native snakes. <laughs> I know it,
2: dude. Dead gumming. But I nakes. think they were doing
4: like competitions and stuff like that, like who kills the biggest one. Someone yeah. you know they do these coyote hunting yeah. competitions and stuff like that. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Our that's friend
4: cool. Coyote Beaver does us. Yeah, he does.
1: Coyote <laughs> B- Coyote <laughs> Beaver. That's a fancy name. There. That's what Journey called him <laughs> for a few years there. Yeah. We would go fishing on his pond and Journey would be like, Are we going back to Coyote Beavers? His name's Cody, but anyway, it was pretty pretty good. We call him that now all the time. Coyote S- Beaver. So
2: for y'all's hunting around this area Sean, you're fixing to leave out um, no. and go somewhere different, but you said that you're probably going to come back and hunt here. You like it that much?
4: Yeah, depending on my schedule. I mean, I'll definitely try to get some hunting down there. Uh, I'm going to have a very busy work schedule, yeah. I already know. Um, but you're going to be yelling at
2: people. I'll try to make some trips up here for sure. So um, do you have I'm, – I'm trying to figure out how to state this. So y'all's base is kind of in two states. Yeah. And that allows y'all to be residents of each state, but you have to buy a license for each of those states, right? Yes. So,
4: the base is actually in Kentucky.
2: The head, um, the head yeah, the headquarters
4: yeah. is is in Kentucky. It, the base is considered Kentucky. Gotcha. Um, so, if you lived in Kentucky, then you would you would uh, qualify for a Kentucky resident license. However, if you live in Tennessee, you you reside in in Tennessee. However. You're stationed in Kentucky, so I think it's kind of a loophole. I don't know. Oh, I that's might, cool. That they might catch on to us now and start <laughs> regulating us. That's cool. Have to pay non-resident fees now. So, yeah. so or they could but, just be
1: real good to military people <laughs> yeah. and let them do just both states. Not be jerks. Right? Yeah, yeah. So
4: last last year, I was able to buy <laughs> a Kentucky and Tennessee uh, resident license.
1: Man, that's cool.
2: So yeah. this is really like, if you're in the military. And you want to get the most bang for your buck as far as being outdoorsman. This might be the place to go. I mean, wh-
3: where we are, you can hunt good deer in, in Tennessee if you can find them. You can hunt good deer in Kentucky. There's only world records there, no yeah. big deal. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. It, you, can, you can hunt, you know, you can be in Illinois in, you know, an hour and hunt in Illinois. And that's over-the-counter state. Yeah. Kind uh, of pricey, it, It's correct? kind of pricey, but, you know, you can do it. Um, And then uh, you can
4: hunt Missouri, you know. You can hunt Indiana. You can get to Indiana Um, in an hour and 45 minutes.
1: Hey, come on. That's
4: actually, that's not too pricey of a non-resident state. Yeah.
2: So. Uh, Ohio. You can be to Ohio, you know, fairly quick. And Arkansas, not very far either, really. Right? Not that it's like a big destination. Yeah,
3: yeah, you could be in Arkansas fairly quick. Yeah. So that's. Crazy.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of uh you also Anthony doesn't know anything about this, but you can catch good smallmouths in this country too. Ooh. That's what I hear. <laughs> Ooh <laughs> Yeah.
2: Scouting in smallies,
3: man. Yep. Hey yeah. we, we cannot hit a creek crossing without Tyler mentioning
1: smallmouth. Hey, I'm just I just I don't know. I've caught a few but they're all small. Like, way smaller than, like, what people would put on Instagram, at least. Yeah. And uh, Your arms aren't long enough. I think that's what <laughs> – I think that's the issue. <laughs> I need the monkey arms.
2: Yeah. So uh, what's been the most fulfilling thing about living and working in this area when it comes to outdoor stuff?
3: Mm. I, I'm a bit – I am a huge fan of LBL. Like, Yeah. I know um, – you know, I was – talking to sean about it quite a bit you know since i got here and i'm like man i'm going out here and and vice versa like i know sean hunts on post quite a bit more uh, those when you say too.
1: sean do you mean ben or <laughs> yeah I- yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah uh o'brien <laughs>
1: ob uh, yeah
3: ob there O-B. we go i like that Obreezy. O'Breeze. <laughs> um i know he hunts uh on post quite a bit um i there's just a lot of a lot of red tape to hunting on posts and like but there are giants like legit like there was a 240 inch buck killed in velvet Mm. um, like less than two miles away from our office Mm. hit by a car like what two
4: years ago I think it was three I think it was I don't know maybe five years or so Mm. but I mean but Regardless, they're, there. they're growing they're, and, there, and they're they're killing booners out there every
3: year. Yeah. Like at least one or two. Gross boons. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't tell you. They do have this new scoring method, um, so I don't know. Wait, who does? I don't know. I've seen it. Um, it's some abbreviation or whatever. Um,
1: SCI probably.
2: No, <laughs> like a water displacement thing, yeah, or yeah, is it something I, different? I've never. Heard I don't of. know.
3: I think it's like a new name
1: or something. Oh. I saw oh, I saw it recently goodness. or whatever. Cool. So that's the one. Yeah. That's the one it's going to be. I'm, I'm looking at pictures of this deer.
2: Oh, those convey well on podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's a tank. Look
1: at that big kicker. Hey, one of my goals oh, is my to shoot goodness. a drop-time deer at some point, man. Yeah. I don't know how you make that that's happen. That's the problem with that goal. It's, like,
2: it's just like a luck goal. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, It is. Yeah, so you like LBL a lot, and that's land between the lakes. Yeah. And I, is it attractive because of how, uh, like, secluded it is, how wild it is, how many deer? Like, what's the big
3: deal? Um, so... You know, we have a couple WMAs, like, fairly close to the house that I know. I think Sean's hunting and, and another one of our buddies, uh, Brian, has hunted and killed a really good buck on there last year. Um, but originally, like, I anticipated that there would be a lot more bow hunters around here when I first got to post um, out here at Fort Campbell. So I, my, my initial logic was like, man, if I can get even – an hour away from those WMAs maybe I'll have less competition and then you know land between the lakes was appealing because it's 177,000 acres um I can get away from people for the most part and and I saw that last year you know like um I could I could get a you know pretty good ways away from most folks um you know because I'll kind of stick to the uh the major roads and stuff like that but yeah um but you know that's that that was kind of my theory like get away from where other competition is um, by driving a little bit further and then like
2: walking a little bit further do you feel like lbl um gets just as much deer hunting pressure as it does turkey pressure oh no no Hmm. um from
3: what i saw last year i mean you're gonna see uh deer hunters out there especially on the weekends um but i went turkey hunting (laughs) out there this year For the opener, and I, I don't know if it was like because it's like the holy grail around here, or if Tennessee was like the only state that was allowing non-resident hunters. Um, But it was like slam packed, and then the weather was so irregular this year. um, It seemed like the best days were like the middle of the weeks, or the middle of the week, and then you know come the weekend it would just like drop 15 degrees. Um, and just rain and be real real windy and and like I don't know some guys will go out and get after it but like if I can't hear a bird I'm just not turned on Mm -hmm. to turkey hunting you know Mm -hmm. Um, if they're fired up even if it's cold, like I'll go out. Like I, I don't care. But, but I'm not gonna sit there and just like sit in the rain and mm-hmm. not and just hope that one walks by. That's when it know? becomes cookie time. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Cookie. So, yeah. so that kind of that kind of uh, stunk for us um, as, as far as like turkey season went. Um, interesting fact though is that um, next year they're cutting down our our turkey tags in the state. Um, you get four tags here in Tennessee, but I think they ended up killing like. Last I checked, it was like 42,000 turkeys. Yeah, it was over 40,000
4: this year. And Golly. it and had
3: been closer to like the upper 20s. Yeah, it
4: mm. it hadn't been over 30,000 in oh. the last
2: five years at least. Yeah. I don't know how far. Is that a direct reflection of number of hunters, or did people get better real quick for some reason? I, I just think there was like between the
3: coronavirus and all the other states not allowing non-resident hunters, mm. I think that like played a major role.
1: I mean, KC's mentoring like thirty hunters right now, new hunters <laughs> <laughs> through our social and media. You know what? They all
2: want to go hog hunting. That's they the do. thing they
1: want to do. Hogs, man. And
2: I mean, I think it makes sense because it's something you can shoot year round. And which I mean, y'all
1: have some hogs up here, which yeah. surprised me. That's
2: the first thing we found was hog sign. Yeah. And on the way out, Anthony's like, "Oh, there's a few around." <laughs> and not that you didn't know what you're talking about, but like.
1: We hadn't seen any since. Yeah. Really. But like the first That's place hot. was eat I'm, up. Yeah, you I'm, know
2: what I'm, else we saw?
1: Uh, Pawpaws. 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 We found
2: the pawpaw mother load.
1: <laughs> the, we did.
3: Uh, I'm trifecta. stoked. Dude, yeah. we should have hung a camera back there. We might. We will go back.
1: We'll, we'll oh, hit it we up. got to. Man, they're just stubborn, you know, a pawpaw. Yeah. <laughs> just a stubborn old man. That's how they are, dude.
2: <laughs> man, that was cool. But <laughs> You ate one. I did. It tasted like a cucumber because it wasn't right, but I had to. I've never seen one before. Like you can't just pass up this fruit if, and not eat it, even if it's not ripe. Actually, probably should. That's probably a good call.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna eat
4: one in September for you, and I'm gonna let oh, you know how please, it tastes. Please, please do that.
1: I wonder if they really do. They taste like bananas, or do they just look? I've like never them? had one. My,
4: I heard they. I don't taste think that looks like, like a, a banana. Like a cross between a banana and a mango. I love both of those mm. things oh, so no. much,
2: so much. I mean, there's not many. <laughs> I'm gonna fruits be out there like. with my basket. Oh just, man. Can you, If you can figure out a way to ship them, I will pay you to send me some pawpaws.
1: Mm, get them just right before they get ripe. Oh, send man. them in the mail. Three yeah, days later, they're perfect. Oh, yeah. That sounds It's terrific. like a banana, man. You know that there's that one day in a banana's life that it's the best that it'll ever be. Man. Oh, yeah.
2: Avocados, too. Yeah, you know.
1: yeah. yeah. So
2: that'd be a good test is to hang a truck camera on that pawpaw tree because people sell pawpaws as deer food, you know, like a deer tree or whatever. I really wonder how much use that thing's getting. Right. Because even on that tree that was loaded, it'd be loaded for a human, but you think about it, for deer consumption, there's only like fifteen of them on there. Yeah. You know, they'll well, probably eat those things in one night. Yeah. That's what you think. For real. So, a lot of turkey hunters up here, especially at LBL, and apparently, kind of one of those interesting things is it's not traveling turkey hunters as much as it is residents who just get after it. Do you feel like there's a pretty big, like, resident population of outdoorsmen in Tennessee? Yeah,
4: yes. Oh, yeah. And, and as far as turkey hunting goes, I feel like, you know, the southeast is definitely the the holy grail of mm-hmm. uh, turkey hunting. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee, I'd say, is definitely <laughs> one of those states that's probably one of the most popular for turkey hunting, mm-hmm. in my opinion.
2: Yeah. I mean, I for sure think that Tennessee is one of the most popular. Well, the reason I know what LBL is is because uh, – Harold Nine, I think, was talking about LBL one time in an article, and I was like, "Well, he's laying between legs." was like, "What is that?" You know, that doesn't—I never heard of that. And I looked it up, and it's because turkey hunting. That's why I know it exists. You yep. know, and then now we're here scouting deer and turkeys. We've been
1: seeing a lot of turkeys. Yeah, we have. We quite have. a few. We've of seen, them. seen. Uh, we also saw some good bucks last night. Yeah, um, but lots of does. Lots of does. Uh, lots of browse pressure on beans and that kind of thing. So, uh, and there's like you and Anthony, I think we're talking about this yesterday, but you know, the, the thing about, uh, some terrain and ridges and stuff like that is like, you're taking a big woods setting in the LBL stuff and you're, you're narrowing down where the deer are going to travel by mm. yep. the terrain. Just and dissect,
3: so, dissecting the terrain. Yeah.
1: It helps. It actually helps a lot where it's kind of intimidating for a lot of people. And it, And I'll be honest, before I started doing a lot of Iowa stuff and hunting in Iowa last year uh it was intimidating to me to think about hunting hunting some of those big ridges and stuff um but it really does and then we've done we did a map scout challenge um in oklahoma eastern oklahoma this year and we were like surprised at we were like okay we we jumped one deer in this one spot we're like why is he there or she or whatever it was and we're like okay here's why we assume so we pull up to the next little bowl that's like that and deer jumps up on the same side of the bowl heads the same direction everything and we're like man this is just too easy you know what i mean and so we we see these but you can see where you know and obviously the obvious thing you would see in hill country is where uh it's too steep for deer to really want to travel that much and that kind of thing so they're going to go you know on the use flat ground around creek systems and stuff like that to travel in the rut and you know use saddles um which Anthony likes to hunt, right? And so saddles in his saddle. He hunts saddles in his saddle. Ooh, so. baby, I'll try.
2: Hey, um, so one of the things that we've noticed out here is like we're finding a lot of deer tracks, seeing a lot of deer, but finding old rubs and stuff like that is not really something you see a ton of. You know, like that rut sign stuff. We've been so, looking for it. So I will. I will say this. I, I forgot to <laughs> mention this yesterday. There's a, another
3: WMA that me and Sean have been on. And it seems like you can't go, like, more than 20 feet without finding, enough, like, a rub. Really? Yeah. Uh, I did notice that uh, when we were out um, scouting uh, for turkeys this spring. Um, on LBL, I, I just don't see a ton of them. Like, I don't, I don't know why that is. Like, and I try to, like, really, I, like, I try to, like, be pragmatic but break things down as much as I can. Like, why why do they do this? Why do they not do this?
1: But you saw you saw bucks while hunting on LBL last year. Right? Like decent yeah. bucks. It's yeah. not
3: a deer density or buck density issue, right? No, no. I, I mean, but and and here's another thing: is like when when you get off on like some of these ridges and stuff like that. There's only so much of the the terrain that you're going to see. You know, like there it is big woods mm-hmm. for the most part. Like who's to say that you know another 50 feet up the ridge that you didn't see there's It's just not tore up. You know, mm-hmm. like. Um, and, but, you know, and when you find rubs, you're just not, you're not finding huge ones. I think the biggest rub we found was the size of my forearm,
1: you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Which is giant by the way, right? Oh yeah. yeah
4: Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> um. He's been eating his spinach. He's been
1: eating his soybean. Yeah, he sure right. has.
4: <laughs> that's a, that's not a lie. Y'all are going to love a, that part of the video. We had a mid-morning snack this morning.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty tasty. So mm. like, what's the, uh. Sean, what do you think the most challenging thing about, like, coming from maybe not a Midwestern or at least a terrain-based hunting background and then coming up here and, like, trying to hunt LBL? Um,
4: So, in my opinion, I feel like it's almost a little easier. I don't know if that's because the deer... That's
2: directly opposite of a challenge. But way to take the question (laughs) and make it what you want.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I like it. Tell me. I mean and And maybe I just didn't know what I was doing down there, but I feel like in the in those pine flats, you know, I hear about people shooting deer on pine flats that are just covered in you know uh palmettos on the bottom and yeah, and I'm like, well, what makes a move in this spot sure oh, and it's the worst, and I'm sure somebody could definitely tell me how to do it, but what I didn't have a person telling me and mm-hmm. out here, I feel like with a little more terrain and, um, you can kind of just start to figure it out. Start, start learning from these guys on, you know, podcasts and YouTube, you know, listening to the element. They'll teach you the way. <laughs> that, you know? God, I mean, <laughs> that is my kind of plug oh, right there. Man, uh, it's natural,
1: you know, <laughs> uh,
3: subliminal even. So no. one, one thing that I think, uh, you know, and, and I don't want to say, you know, that this is or isn't, you know, the thing. But I, I think it gives you trying to speak in absolutes. I think that uh, I think that Sean and I may have an advantage um, like looking at terrain, because uh, especially in our, our line of work, uh, being in the infantry, like land navigation is like one of those like big skills that you have to know as an infantryman. You know, like you, you have to be expected to go out, read a map. Um, You know, like just a map of topography, not even satellite imagery or anything sometimes, but just a a map with topography lines on it and navigate and know where you are at at all times um, with a a compass and a protractor, you know. Um, And so like one of the the basic things that that they teach are like, you know, the the five major uh, terrain features and then the uh, three... Uh, minor terrain features. You have to tell those to us now. Can oh, you do shoot? It? Yeah. If you're gonna mention them, you gotta um, tell them. <laughs> so, so the, uh, the a good way to remember it is uh, Hidden Valley
2: Ranch salad dressing. So hills. Hold
1: on. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were just talking about how Hidden Valley Ranch is like the epitome of ranch dressing, and all others are. So, you know, the pinnacle. It's,
4: it's the yeah. standard. This yeah, it's the gold <laughs> it the standard. It's the gold
2: standard for sure. The Holy Grail, as y'all like to say, that's like yeah. one of y'all's things, yeah. right? So, yeah. all right, Hidden Valley Ranch. Salad. Salad dressing. dressing. Does yep. valley mean valley,
3: or is it something different? Yeah, valley stands for... Oh, perfect. For, yeah. uh, okay. So, so uh, H, uh, the hidden, uh, stands for hills. Okay. Uh, v, obviously, stands for valley. Okay. Uh, hidden Valley Ranch. Uh, R stands for ridges. Yep. Uh, S, or, uh, you know, salad saddles. stands for saddles, uh-huh. and then dressing stands for uh, uh, depressions. Deep right? creeks. <laughs> yeah, depression. <laughs> okay. So, and then uh, your uh, three minors are uh, spurs, uh, spurs, valleys,
4: snow, spur,
0: Spurs, you just said valleys. Draw, uh, oh spurs and cliff. draw and cliffs. And the, yep. the way
4: I remember that one is <laughs> you guys aren't gonna like this one is uh, Dallas Cowboys suck. So <laughs> That's
2: fine. <laughs> I didn't I didn't say I'm a big believer in their abilities. No. It's just but, you but that's how
4: them. that's how I teach people to remember it. I mean yeah. mediocre uh, draw cliff spur. Draw.
2: <laughs> so a so draw, how's that different than a valley? Um
3: so a draw is uh, a point that comes off of uh, a ridge or between two ridges. Um, okay. And so it'll look like a V, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, on the on the terrain. So yeah, it's usually
4: going to have water running through yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Draw.
3: Cowboys. Cliff. 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 Okay. And so a cliff is denoted by a bunch of topography lines that like sandwich together, or uh-huh. even create. If you see like multiple contour lines and then they just merge into one, that is like the steepest of the steepest. Gotcha.
2: And then spur. Is like a secondary ridge? Yes,
3: yeah. That's what people would look at and be like, oh, that's a secondary ridge or whatever. Okay,
2: I like that a lot. But what about uh, benches? You know, when
3: when we look at the uh, five major and the three minor terrain features, you know, we're not, benches aren't something that you're taught, right? But you can definitely look at a bench and tell kind of where the lines start to kind of splay out or flatten out that uh, you can probably find a, a bench right there. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think um, we hung that camera over there yesterday on a bench.
2: Yeah, yeah, we did. And that was a really cool spot because it was like a place where there's quite a bit of open pasture. And the back tree line was kind of like the start of a drop-off. And then quickly we hit a a bench. And then right below that was a cliff. So it was another cliff is a major, right? Uh, Cliff is a minor. Minor, which seems pretty major. Like if I came up on a cliff, it'd be a pretty major situation.
3: I think it would probably. I think it's a, a minor because they're not near um, as common yeah. Yeah. As, as you would think. Okay. Like yeah. When, when you're looking at um, you know ridges and um, you know saddles and all those other things, it, they're not. Um, they're just not as common. Well,
2: saddle's not on there at all, is it? On yeah. in the acronyms? Yeah. yeah. It, it is. is salad. That's in your.
4: That's, that's in your major. Salad.
2: Salad is saddle yeah. is the first thing. Okay. I'm gonna have to. Uh, Work on the salad dressing. (laughs) Okay, no, it's Hidden Valley Ranch salad dressing. That's That's how it goes. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to have to work on those some more for sure. I'm going to have to listen to my own (laughs) podcast to make that happen. So, how
1: does, okay, so how does, um, so, like, when you talk about scouting for deer and using that method, it's going to probably look a little different than the way you are approaching it when you're in the military. And, like, my question is, are you using this for, um, are you look? Are you using this to scout people out in the military, or are you using this to keep your people safe?
3: Um, definitely both. I mean, um, you know, when you're talking about keeping people safe um, and, and navigating that way, um, it's kind of funny. You, you almost shift to uh, to like the mindset of like a whitetail uh, in a way because um, when we set up like patrol bases or something, which is you know we're gonna we're gonna have a movement. And then we'll stop that movement for whatever reason, um, whether that's to gather intel on uh, on an enemy or whatever. We're going to set up a patrol base. And typically, you're going to set that patrol base up in, like, the dirtiest of the terrain, somewhere where people just aren't going to be willing to go, right? And mm-hmm. so that's kind of like a deer's mentality, uh, really. And But, like, you know, terrain is, is advantageous for, you know, for safety, for people war or, uh, you know, deer. So it's kind of a, a cool mindset. Um, but as far as, like, being the aggressor, it, it, it's kind of similar. Um, you know, obviously humans travel, like, roadways and stuff like that. But if you, if you look at, like, a lot of roads, uh, especially in, like, ridge country, you're going to look at, you know, roads are on the tops of ridges because that's the easiest way to travel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, deer do the same thing. They're gonna travel ridge tops. They're gonna, to, you know, split ridges by hitting saddles. Um, they'll come off. Uh, you know, they're not not generally gonna do what's hard, right? They're gonna they're gonna conserve energy and they're gonna be uh, efficient with with most of the time what they're doing. So um, they're gonna hit terrain um, in a manner that's going to be easy and, and generally pretty quick for them to get from point A to point B or, you know, point C.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you're in the space okay. of, I have to move my men through this area safely, couldn't you, is, does, any of that translate over into the whitetail woods where you're like, I have to move myself through here without being seen?
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, definitely. So, um, there's a couple, like, ways to think about it. Um, where you have speed, you lose security, and where you have security, you lose speed. So where you have, like, where you're going to be the most secure and where you're going to be the most safe, um, you're probably going to have restricted and slow movement. So like, you know, uh, and, and the whitetails are the same way, like when they move through thick terrain. Um, you know or, or like you're going to move on uh, through thick terrain you're not going to do it very quickly to try if, if you want to be successful and try and hunt deer right mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> let, let's say you're going to cross uh, an open field and, and this is kind of a deer's mentality as well like if you're just going to cross that field you want to do it the fastest way possible and so like in the army like there's a couple different techniques but one of uh one of the most preferable techniques for like moving across an open area is uh is going to be in a straight line as fast as possible um and and that makes sense right because a a straight line is the fastest way between two points right (laughs) yeah i like it um but uh, either way um if you have speed you're going to lose security if you have security you're going to lose speed um, and, and that's just no way of really getting around that. You can kind of mitigate sometimes, but um, if you think of it that way, um, you know, like if you wanted to maneuver yourself to be successful and um, get to a place uh, to hunt deer, I would just say, um, you know, arrive earlier, you know, get to your spot earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, really look at terrain features that are going to lend themselves for you to be advantageous. Um, so maybe that's walking very slowly through, um, you know, a a shallow Creek or, or a dry Creek bed.
1: Would that be the Valley part of the hidden Valley range? Yeah, that,
3: that would be. Okay. Um, and so, uh, you know, if you can do those things, um, you know, you, you've got a pretty decent shot, whether that's uh, whether whether that's uh, you know being the the aggressor or, or um, you know trying to be undetected.
1: What's the best way to go undetected if you're sitting in front of a Casey's General Store and somebody honks the horn <laughs> that you're dri- the vehicle you're driving? Um, <laughs>
3: normally, if the, if there was nobody behind me, um, I would. Grab the uh, seat handle really quickly and just like flop it back. But <laughs> that also would have
2: been pretty effective this time yeah. too. In uh, you know uh, assaulting your um, assailant. Guess, yeah assailant <laughs> yeah assailant yeah there you go the honker yeah the honker i uh, perpetrator I've seen Yo, some honkers I just down call me down the honker road back I'm a hanging here. honker yeah well Ob what do you think uh, what do you think about all that man the uh, the taking the military stuff you've learned and applying it to hunting yeah I mean.
4: We know naturally um, you're gonna you're gonna take the path of least resistance. I'd say, um, and that's what the deer are gonna use. So, as far as looking at that terrain, um, like Anthony talked about, you know, those saddles are gonna be an easier way to you know maybe cross a ridge. Um, so you can use that in sensing where the deer are gonna move, and then how you are going to approach it um where the deer are not going to be yeah so you're probably going to have to use the pass with the path with the resistance to get there and slip mm-hmm. in yeah yeah and figuring out
3: how
2: to maneuver through that stuff is probably yeah. a big exactly. deal exactly I,
3: I think the cool thing about like just us having you know basically been forced to learn that you know which yeah. i don't consider it forced because i love land navigation and that kind of stuff but like um uh, I'm helping another buddy of mine right now kind of like learn scouting and he's from Texas. Um, you should tell him about the Map Scout Challenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so he, um, you know, he's kind of looking uh, at, at hunting up here as well. Um, that's why we're doing like a lot of scouting in this area. Um, but he's like super new to like looking at terrain and stuff like that. And, and like I've kind of been, um, I'm like, hey man, I don't want to do everything for you but I want I'll, I want to help you so like you you pick your own spots and then let me know like why you pick those spots and like I'll it's kind of like grading homework right yeah. like hey send me this spot and like tell me why and then I want to see what your thought process is and then like I'll tell you, my thoughts on it and Mm -hmm. and i'm not an expert by by any means but um Mm.
1: you Mm, you (laughs) uh, killed like a hundred deer last year (laughs) (laughs)
2: um okay so one of the things that y'all really have been talking about is the terrain features and i love all the acronyms and whatnot but i'm sure resource use is something you really think about whenever you're thinking about like engaging an enemy or maybe even like uh Um, non-aggressives or whatever like there's going to be certain resources out there that people are using and that's probably something to do with military tactic whether it's food water transportation all that kind of stuff absolutely and that's another part of what we've been doing over here at lbl right yeah yeah um i mean um everything like deer have to eat right
3: so um I'm, I'm not near as uh, as good at this as casey is because this dude is like picking out like <laughs> oh, leaves and trees and and all sorts whisper. of stuff yeah yeah, <laughs> he is the tree whisperer for sure um but like it's so cool because um, that's an opportunity for like us to learn as well you know like um come out to a place and like analyze all these different like food sources that that the deer have available and then like just be methodic and say okay we can see right here that we can tell there's a high deer density. We're finding, you know, uh, what we presume presumed to be doe bedding. Um, and then look over, you know, 50 yards and just find a tree just mauled yeah, by deer, you big know? Big browse line. So, so yeah, I mean, and, and just as we need those same resources as, as like water and food, um, and cover, you know, so do the deer, you know, and, and that's like, that's going to be crucial Um, Once you kind of identify the terrain features on a map, Mm -hmm. um, which I would like strongly suggest people, you know, learn, learn what those look like and and just learn basic map reading. Yeah. Once you do that, you can like look at a, a place and figure out like, okay, maybe, maybe somebody else that you know that hunts has been successful and talked about this particular feature You then go there, and this is kind of what, you know, the whole point behind map scouting. You go to that point, um, you kind of, you have these theories, and then you go and test those theories by, you know, seeing, like, what kind of food, what kind of cover, what kind of water, all these things that the deer need um, to be, like, successful. When I say successful, um, that means to stay alive, right? Yeah. mm -hmm. Um, That, you know, if you can find those things or at least two out of the three, um, you're going to find
2: deer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do y'all think that like there are constants and there are some things that just come second nature when it comes to going all over the country to kind of figure out that stuff? Or is it like a learning curve every time you go to a new spot? Definitely a learning curve for me. Yeah.
3: Like, um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, like I said, coming from Missouri, I, I'd seen a little bit of, of this kind of, uh, terrain, but, um, you just, you just never know. Like, I mean, heck, uh, a map uh you know you look at the map and a field looks like crp and you could go to it like we did today and and find beans on it you know Mm -hmm. so um it's so hard sometimes just to presume but i think there are a few things that if you key in on those things like you you can you can like add add things together that
2: will lead you in the right direction that's pulled a tick off my belly, and he has got a hunk of my meat in his mouth. Dude, that <laughs> yeah. is
1: not cool. It's not at all. Um, it's an uncool thing. Let me let me make a an observation here real quick and see what you guys think about this. Okay. Most of the crops that I've been seeing since we got into Illinois are shorter than where we yeah. came from. We're further north. Yeah. I've seen but more apple trees. But we're barely further north. I
2: know. It's weird, man. Well, Sean just said that the ground looks much more sandy here. Yeah. And maybe it's just not quite as much nutrient.
1: Mm. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, maybe um, it does look sandy. And maybe man. they
2: haven't got as much water either. You know, much rain. Yeah, it yeah looks I don't pretty know. dry. I mean, it that does. farmer, yeah.
4: back that was back there ways. Oh, he was, he was dust all us. over <laughs> the road, oh, dude. For <laughs> real, you know? like
2: drilling some stuff in, too. He wasn't even doing something that usually throws a lot of dust. Mm. But I mean, that's something we're fixing to have to put into play here. Like uh, we're in Southern Illinois, about to do another Map Scout challenge and uh, go check out some stuff. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time, guys. I've been having a lot of fun breaking this stuff down with y'all talking about some lbl and and scouting kentucky and tennessee and all that terrain stuff there's not a lot of terrain right here guys this is going to be more flat country ag ground that's but that's kind like. of exciting you know it's something different and something cool to go experience um and that's kind of one of the things that y'all get to experience you know being in the military y'all are driving around, driving around but getting moved around a little bit and uh, having to learn what y'all say earlier, it's kind of a, a military phrase. It's like adapt, overcome, or something. What's the, how does it go? Uh, improvise, bad, baffle, baffle. Ad- uh. I said
4: earlier, adapt and overcome. Oh, adapt. And <laughs> <I> overcome. Like <laughs> improvise,
2: adapt, overcome, and then yeah, a thing people say yeah, or yeah. whatever. So, um, you know, it's kind of neat to see y'all use like things that you that you do for a living and to help protect us as a country, also to kind of benefit you in the outdoors. And uh, I would imagine that one of these days if and when you settle down and find a spot to just be that you're going to be stone-cold killers wherever you are when it comes to big whitetail right like and actually there's i think that you'd said this before but there's a ton of guys around this country who have barns full of big whitetails who are ex-military who don't really talk about it hadn't you said something like that before yeah i'm i'm
3: pretty sure yeah. uh, that i've said that but uh, you're bumping me out of drive. I, I turned it back
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized it right away. I was like, oop, oop.
1: <laughs> uh, truck casting at its finest right there. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I
2: killed a tick on the dash just then, too, so oh, that's fine. Oh, just,
1: just making me to want to cry. throw up, man. <laughs> oh. oh,
2: man. At that, I think that we should probably get after some Southern Illinois whitetail scouting. Anybody else got anything else we we'll want Lunch, talk
1: about? man. I'm ready for... Some oh, venison dude. sausage, man. Uh,
2: is it yeah, you got some deer turkey not turkey? deer uh summer, summer sausage, sausage yeah, first right? Yeah,
4: some jalapeno cheddar summer sausage mm. back, oh, there. man, speaking
2: my language. Mm. Mm, ready to yeah. be made in
4: the sandwiches.
2: <laughs> Let's man. do it to it. Alright, well, remember guys, this is your element. Living it.
1: There we go. <laughs>
0: Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now. And if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some Meat Eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls or diaphragms, I like them because it gives you hand-free calling, meaning when you're working a bird up close. You can have your gun on your knee, finger on the trigger, ready to roll, and still be making turkey sounds. I like pot calls I just like pot calls. I enjoy calling with a pot call. Whatever direction you go, including a box call, which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand one of my main turkey hunting buddies, he loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like him. i just have Yanni use his, then I'll have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today.